Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will come in and do what needs to be done. Tell the follow grounds of our heart that makes teaching easy and receptible for your people Lord, today, God. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will come in like a rushing mighty wind, that you will bring greater revelation, that you will bring a greater understanding for your people on today, God. Hide behind the cross, give me accessibility to minister the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. If I was going to pick a top thought today, it would be the birth of Jesus. He was born to die. We're going to be in Isaiah, the ninth chapter. My um, main focus is going to be 6 through 7, but I'm probably going to read the first, first verse 1. Isaiah 42, 1 through 4. Isaiah 53, 1 through 12. Matthew 1, 18 through 25, the birth of Christ. I'm, not, I'm going to be focusing on the prophecies of Jesus Christ. 600 years. The prophet Isaiah is cited in order to demonstrate how Jesus fulfilled prophecy. There was around a 600 years between them. Isaiah was one of the ones that prophesied about the second coming of Jesus Christ. When you read somebody else, may say 700 years. But we're here celebrating the birth of Christ. This is a pagan holiday. But Jesus could not be, have been born in the winter months. It had to be during the spring or somewhere closer to the fall, whatever they want to say. But it could not have been in December. We all know that. Romans 14 and 6 says, He who observes the day, observe it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord. For he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God's thanks. So in this day, whatever you choose to do, this is the day that you choose and observe the Lord Jesus Christ. You can. But it's not about gifts. It's not about any of these things that the world has taught us. Matter of fact, this is some of the biggest marketing times for commercials and companies as you ever seen. It has really nothing to do about Jesus Christ. It's just to get you to get their spending and their, um, their Wall Street records up into another um, statistic state. This is what this is really about and that you pay the debt that comes behind it all year long. So not only is your stock market is rising and your Dow journals, but also Citibank, all of your credit card lending people. Everybody's profiting off of what you're gonna wear for a few times or what your kids are gonna play with for a couple of months and throw it away. But then you're gonna spend a lifetime paying for it. And then you wanna fuss at them six months down the road for something that you should have known had more wisdom to. But Isaiah, the chapter, the ninth chapter, talks about the prophecy of the Messiah's birth. And Jesus Christ is coming on the scenes. 
after 700 years or 600 years to fulfill what Isaiah has already prophesied about. When you go to Matthew, the first chapter, it talks about Mary giving birth. But I want to tell you something. He was born to die. But you don't understand that we're in his image and everybody in this life, guess what? You're going to pass away. You're going to die. But a lot of times we are building up things in this earth like we're here to stay and you're leaving a legacy for somebody that is not going to even appreciate it. So a lot of times when I look at our children, I kind of see how we are with Jesus Christ. God gave us a legacy to live on, but yet we make light of it. Or some of us stay in it for six years or six months, or, and then we giving up because God is not answering the way that we want or responding to the things the way that we want. And we don't understand that, you know, mortality and immortality is that those things that mortality, you're going to die. Immortality, you're going to live forever. But a lot of times we don't understand that because you're just thinking that you are immortality down here in this natural earth. But we're going to all leave. We're going to all experience death. The Bible says once for a man to die and what? The second is for judgment. So what are you really putting in your children in this season? Is it really about the ham and the turkey? I was talking to someone yesterday. They said, to me, the most thankful time is Thanksgiving, not Christmas. But we, our focus and our concept of what this day is really about is lost because of what society has ran down our throats, has forced us to believe. When I was flipping through the channels yesterday, they... They had a movie called about Krampus. We talked about Krampus, how he goes around and, and chastises the naughty children. And he's a hideous beast between a baphomet and a demon from hell. And that's what it is. But we'll sit here and we laugh and we'll joke. And all of these things. And because of the, what we're putting in our, in our head, our eye gates, our ear gates. What we're positioning ourselves around is drawing us farther and farther away from Jesus Christ. And we need to understand at all times, as we get ready to cross over to 2023, please set your affection on things above. Not on this material thing. I remember growing up, my mama used to stress because we didn't, she was trying to make sure we had Christmas like everybody else. And the things that she had to do and sacrifice to make those things come to pass. Isaiah 9. Nevertheless, the glory will not be under her who is distressed. As when at first he delightly extinguished the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, in Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, 
Upon them a light has shined. Talking about Jesus Christ coming in a time when the people had no hope and distressed was in the land. And so is going to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's going to be terrible distress and sorrow in the land. And the present assurance is that Jesus Christ is going to come through for the believer on the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because he said, if I don't cut off the days, even the very elect are going to be deceived. And God is going to do this for the believer. Just like Jesus showed up in a time when there was no hope. And this is what it's going to be now. The Bible is going to fulfill itself and it's going to repeat itself. And man has not learned anything, no more than what Babylon has taught them. And people are getting more and more like Babylon. Their ways, their interactions. And lover of so many gods is coming in the land, and that is in the land now. But Jesus Christ was born to die. And he's coming at a time that man is not ready. They're not prepared. Verse 3, you have multiplied the nations and increased its joy. They receive before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divided the spoils. For you have broken the yoke of his burden. This is the hope of Jesus Christ. And Isaiah is telling them what God is going to do. And how he's going to restore the bridge that was broken. And the staff of his shoulders, the rod of his oppressor, as in the days of Medium, for every warrior's sandals from the noisy battle, and garments robed in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It says, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment. And justice for that time, forever, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want you to hear this. The birth of Jesus was there to change everything for the Jewish people. If the Jews would have received Jesus Christ, the new heaven and the new earth were established then. That's the government they were talking about. Because he was going to establish right here in the earth realm. Not the government you see now. But because they rejected Jesus Christ, he, guess what, went into the Jews. And that's why we're in the church age. 
And now the doors of the Gentiles are closing. And everyone that don't believe in God, everyone that's forsaken their, their Messiah and their Savior, they're going to miss out on the new heaven and the new earth. That's when the church is going to be raptured up. And then God is going to come down and establish his throne here. Establish his kingdom after he deals with the Jews. We don't understand what God is saying and what God is doing. But you need to understand something. God is going to reverse everything that's wrong in the earth. And he's going to burn it up with fire. And he's going to put it in the lake of fire to burn forever. Because you need to understand something. He's not going to let nothing in this earth be here and to stand when his new kingdom and his new earth is going to be. Why would God establish his kingdom in a corrupted place? The birth of Jesus Christ was meant to be. One of the things about it is that you need to understand that you need to prepare your hearts and your mind. You need to think about all of these things that's happening in this time in which we're living in. You got to understand something. Jesus Christ birth was destined. His death was destined in the earth realm. But you need to understand everything that Christ is trying to tell you and everything that Christ is trying to impart and instill in you. And that's why you have to put these legacy in your children that you can carry on so that you will not make the same mistakes that your children make and your children will not make the same mistakes you make and that you will not make the same mistakes that your parents taught you. Let's go to Isaiah 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold. Isaiah 1 and 4. My elect. This is Isaiah telling the forecoming of Jesus Christ. In whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. And I'm going to tell you something. The Gentiles were the first one to receive Jesus Christ. The who was on the point? The three wise men came, right? And I was going to talk about this on Wednesday. There were three wise men. Machera was from Persia. Casper was from India. Balthazar was from Arab. He was a black man. He was in a manger. But you need to understand history. Just like God had a plan, he has one now. Let's go on. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the streets. A bruised rod he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. 
Let's go to Isaiah 53. Who has been believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a rod out of dry ground. And he has no form of comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we shall want desire him. Six hundred years. Isaiah encompasses the whole prophecies of Jesus' life. It's not the middle part; it's the beginning and the ending. But we don't understand this. The world is not going to never teach you the truth about Jesus Christ. You will find him in the scriptures for yourself. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost power, and if you don't have the understanding of Jesus Christ, you will not understand what the scriptures are really telling you. He said, Peter, he said, who am I? He says, I'm the Christ. He said, flesh and blood didn't I reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. You're going to find Jesus Christ in the scriptures. For yourself, stop looking for a man that tell you the truth on the TV, on the radio, or in the church. You better seek out Jesus while he may be found. His birth was that you will have a, a right to the true life. Don't you do what his people told him to do. Who is his people? The Pharisees. Matthew 12, they set up a plan to get Jesus Christ in Matthew the 12th chapter. The Pharisees set up a plan and told the other people what to do. They'd rather release a known criminal than to, than to set Jesus Christ free. Why would you think they're going to set you free? They'd rather going to set a criminal free or a rapist or a murderer or a pedophile before they even set you free and you're innocent. When you drink of this cup, you need to understand what you're drinking and eating. But a lot of times we don't understand this. You need to understand, just as they persecuted Jesus, so they're going to persecute you. You don't realize that you were born to die, but that, die, that death is not what Jesus died. That death is what you're going to experience, and that is in your flesh. And that resurrection that Jesus experienced, that's what you experience, resurrection life. That's what you need to understand what this is really about. That's why it's important for you to receive Jesus Christ, not just on at, at the altar, but really in your heart, really down in your soul and your mind, that you would not be lost during the second coming of Jesus Christ, that you would not celebrate and get caught up in all of these things. I'm not saying you cannot be with your family, but when they're celebrating, it's what's in a man's heart is what you 
truly celebrate. And you were born to die. But you need to understand, your death is not final when you know the Lord. Your birth, that's the new beginning in Jesus Christ. Is that God washed you from all your sins. That the old man is passed away. That the new man is here for you. And when you pick up the new man, he said, my sheep know my voice and no other will they follow. You shouldn't be following the world. You should not be following everything that they're telling you. There's going to be so much lie and corruption now that you've never seen. It's going to be a day's coming like you have never experienced before. Man has their mind on everything. Just like the Romans and the Jewish people had their minds on everything, Jesus Christ came in a time that they were not prepared for. And just like they tried to kill him off, And the wise men took them a different way. And so that they wouldn't kill the Christ. They call him Major, a major. Wise men. Let's go on. Let's go down to five. Number three. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has bore our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him what the iniquities of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was laid as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shears in silence. So he opened not his mouth. He was stricken from, it says, taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from all the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. Let's go down to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put his, him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall, it says, prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the, what says, travail of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear, bear his, their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, 
and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul into the death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore the sins of many and made intercessions for the intercessors. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1. Let's start at verse 18, the birth of Jesus Christ. Now the birth of Jesus was as followed. After his mother Mary was betrothed, betrothed, betrothed. That means got married to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was, it says, minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you marry your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I want to talk to you about something. They were already under oppressed, but yet they was in sin as well. I told you, so much time had passed. Then you hear you come, Jesus Christ coming on the scenes. I told you 400 years. There's 400 years difference between the Old and the New Testament. Then you come into a whole different society, a whole different mind frame. And then yet you see what is happening in the earth. It is a whole different mindset, a whole different society since your grandparents and your mama was there. Even since COVID, the last two years, the world is shifting. Don't let Jesus Christ keep you with your work undone. Don't let him catch you with your work undone. The birth of Jesus, he was born to die. He had to come into the earth realm because of the sin and the corruption that was in the earth. He has to come back to fulfill the prophecy. This is the same thing that he's done. The Bible is nothing, nothing but repeating itself. He says, I'll go away to prepare a place for you. Don't let him catch you with your work undone. Don't let you get caught up in paganism. All of these things that you're experiencing now, what's going on then? So Jesus Christ had to come in the earth realm to put away death and sin in the earth realm. And he had to die to shed his blood. 
He had to be beaten with many stripes, unrecognizable. He had to be counted for the ones that were not in favor in order to be in his father's will. Some of you are so worried about being in favor with man. Sometimes you've got to be in, not in favor with man in order to be in favor or in the right way in the will of God. He didn't open his mouth. All of these scriptures we just read. He didn't say a mumbling word. He didn't do any of that. Because his time was not yet. He came the first time as the lamb. But he's coming back the second time as the strong warrior. To destroy every wicked works in the earth. But yet we sit here and celebrate a pagan holiday. He was not born in December. And if you understand Constantine, he took all of these religions to make peace. His idea was good, his concept was good, but was it the will of God? A little bit of leaven destroys the whole loaf. What are you gonna do when you go home? Everybody was not corrupt. You can still live right. You can still lift up Jesus Christ in a corrupt and a falling world. You cannot let the little bit of leaven destroy everything. Are you able to hear the voice of the angel that speaks to you and tell you, wait a minute, this is in my will? Don't put it away secretly. Hear my voice. There's something greater that's coming out of what seems like everybody else caused her and corrupted her and accused her. Doing slander. Making her seem like she was wicked. Bringing persecution, but she was carrying something precious. You carry something precious on the inside. That's the spirit of the living God. But aren't they bringing persecution? Aren't they bringing corruption? The more you stand up for Jesus Christ, the more persecution you're going to receive. But I pray that you have the spirit of Mary to take and believe what God is saying. No matter what the world is saying, how they pin you, what they label you. Her and Joseph suffered many things. The Bible don't tell you that they suffered many things. They talked about him and they talked about her. You need to see this. You better start thinking seriously about your actions and what we're allowing the world from the pulpit to the back door put in our hearts and our minds. We live in an hour now. It's very easy for us to take our minds off of Jesus because the pressure of life, 
the things that they ramming down our throats, the cares of this life. Let's finish reading Matthew chapter 1. Verse 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And this is out of Isaiah 7 and 14. And her, it says, And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Every parent that's going through, there's hope. And I wanted to read you this. The prophet Isaiah is sometimes cited in order to demonstrate how Jesus fulfilled prophecy. Mary and Joseph weren't here to see you, but we're part of the prophecy. You may not be here to see them saved. But when God makes a promise with you, it's going to come to pass. What he didn't tell you was you're going to be here to see it. But you better hold on like Mary and Joseph. Inspire the persecution. The slandering. The mockery. Walking around town. Being discouraged. But they're still hoping Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, I got to go here for a minute. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. The fifth chapter. I mean, Jeremiah chapter one and five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. When God put the spirit of Jesus in Mary's belly, he already knew God. And what he was going to do. Jesus was born with a, a work to do. You need to know you were born with a work to do. And listen what he said. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I cleaned you up. He had to clean Mary up to receive him. Out of all the girls there, he chose her. Christ is for everybody, but everybody is not for Christ. Only those that have a yielding spirit, a believing spirit, those are the ones that God is looking for. 
It's not enough just to be there. But you have to be in the presence of there. Those parents that you feel like you've done it wrong. One thing that I would encourage you to do is to preach Jesus. Stop hollering and screaming and fussing. But when you preach the truth, it's going to make them shout glad or it's going to make them very mad. Preach Jesus to them. The truth is going to bring about a change. You running, hiding, not telling the truth, that's only going to keep the enemy there working more. Because just like God cleaned you up and sanctified you, God can do it for your children. Because God knew his son. See, you need to get in God to find out who your child really is. Some of you are trying to raise them like you did the other ones. But there's always a special one in the bunch. And usually it's not the one that you think. Because many people in the town, in that little village, thought Mary wasn't the one. They would have never thought her. One thing about God, he always chooses people, chooses different than man chooses. See, man looks at this and that, but that ain't the one sometimes God is choosing. Sometimes parents know who God is choosing, and they're correct. But a lot of times, who God chooses is not who you think. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Emmanuel, God with us. Then Joseph being, it says, aroused from sleep, did, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Let's go to Matthew, the second chapter. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And I told you, they were Gentiles. Machira, Casper, and Belthizerah. Belthizerah. Saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen this star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, Behold, you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, and not the last 
among the rulers of Judea. For out of you shall come a ruler who will, who will shepherd my people Israel. And then you're going to find a, then Herod then, he has secretly called the wise men, and it says determine from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And in my reading, they said they already suspected there was something with Herod. It says, when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then bring, it says, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from their country another way. And when they got ready, when God got ready to bring Jesus, he said, out of my son, I called out of Egypt. Sometimes God has sent you into a foreign place to keep you safe until your appointed time. Stop thinking that you got to know Who's going to be the wise man in your life, the voice of reasoning? God has sent people from unusual places. Not only did the wise men bring gifts, but they had wisdom to know that something was not right about Herod. And people will always try to kill you off before your time. People will always try to kill you off because they're scared of what you're you may be a threat to their kingdom. I just kind of wanted to read it and let you know, and coming from a different perspective, about you were born to die. You're not going to live here always. But make sure while you're in the earth that you do what God is calling you to do. You have to do what God is calling you to do. And it's time now to come up closer. And Jesus Christ never makes no mistakes. You have to be that person, that woman, that man, that child that Jesus Christ wants you to be. That you could be able to stand. He came and died for you that you may go up with him. Because the church is going to be raptured out. Then he's going to deal with the Jews. After he deals with the Jews, then he's coming and establish his kingdom on earth. But because of the Jews, rejected Jesus Christ, you got a chance for eternal life. You need to understand it. I 
pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen.